there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast. About conspiracies. I am Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are you both? I'm great, thanks Luke. Good. I'm recovering. Recovering? From? Yep. Cat allergy hell. Jeez Louise. Got a, got a fluffy cat, not my fault. So, what are we talking about this week? We are going to talk tinfoil hats. Yep. And staring at the sun. Beautiful. The, yeah. the offspring song? Yep. I wish. Good gag. <laughs> No. Isn't that a Smash Mouth song? That's uh, walking, walking on the on sun. The sun. Uh, Completely different. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Cut this. Just <laughs> <laughs> start again. All right. So let's start with tinfoil hats. All right. It's a you know it's a bit of a staple, right? Of, it is a staple of of the nut nut job. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not, it's not so much conspiracy, more a, a conspiracy item, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, an accessory. Yeah, it's an accessory to conspiracy. I like when you look up tinfoil hats on Wikipedia, uh, down at the bottom, it's got, got like two category things. Right. One of them is pseudoscience and the other one's just hats. <laughs> <laughs> and you open up the hat one and it's got like, it, there's an article for every type of hat there is. Right. right. And tinfoil is one of them. Yes. Oh, I guess it is a type of hat. Yeah. Do they have newspaper hat as well in the mix? Oh, I didn't look. Oh. Um, I did find some guy, old guy, it was... Had a whole bunch of YouTube vids that were like his garden and you know his daily old guy things, and then one was about tinfoil hats. And it had a little segment on how to make a tinfoil hat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it was very like newspapery hat making that you'd see on a kids' TV show. Like right. you fold here and then you fold here. Yeah. I saw the one guy like put a sheet out, fold it, and then just wrap it around his head. <laughs> <laughs> but this old guy doing his. Newspaper folding mm. was he also saying? And this, once you've folded here, here, and here, you'll be blocking out government. Yeah, libraries. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Um, it was quite a long vid. I didn't watch it all, but that was where he was heading. So it's for the the uh, lovely listeners. Mm. What are tinfoil hats? What's the purpose of a tinfoil hat? You're both looking at me when you when you when you said that. Well, you're just the natural one to answer. Okay, because <laughs> you're nuts. Uh, tinfoil hat allegedly. Blocks radio waves. It's not really clear what radio waves it's supposed to block. Yeah. Uh, the origins of the tinfoil hat go back to Adolf Huxley's brother. Yeah. What's his name? 
Lewis Huxley, Edgar Huxley, some some dumb Huxley name. One of the one of those Huxley jerks, Julian Huxley. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the short story, the Tissue Culture King, first published in 1926, in which the protagonist discovers that caps caps made of metal foil can block effects of telepathy. Right. Uh, interestingly, tin foil no longer exists because mm. we'll have an aluminium foil now. So tin foil hat, aluminium foil. It was Switzerland, right? Switzerland phased out tin. Did they? In favour of aluminium. Aluminium. Switzerland or Sweden, one of the two. They kicked it off? Yeah. Got rid of the tin. Did you find when you were looking, <laughs> I found there was one article that was like on Business Insider and it was about some study that some people had done, some scientists. MIT. Yeah. Where they found that uh, wrapping your head in tin foil would actually like increase the uh, amount of waves that get into your uh, head. Yeah. It's basically putting an antenna in your head, yeah. right? So they did this on you wrap it around and you'll get like FM and AM frequencies because mm. it is basically an antenna. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think most people say it's electromagnetic pulses yeah. that you're blocking out or, or telepathic. Or waves, yeah. yeah. Well, it's supposed to be blocking out. Telepathy, yeah, or like mind control white rays, yes. So when these eggheads at MIT are like, "Oh, actually, it increases," it. well, it's not. It's not increasing the body tele- telepathy, is it? No, because it's not real. It's just a made-up thing. But I'm reading this article, and it's like, it's pitching this idea that um, actually you're making it easier for the government to control you right. by putting this on. Like that was the uh, the tone of the article. It's like, this isn't helpful. No. Because the people who believe that this is an effective tool to uh, prevent the government from controlling their thoughts are, you know, mentally ill. Mm. <laughs> so they're not reading this in the uh, probably jokey tone that you were intending. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Hashtag actually, just a thought. I read the story and like it had the kind of smug, jokey, you know, um, they, they talk about uh, the, the, the craze that's been propagated by the government. and a little, mm. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek study by right. just some engineers having a bit of a lark <laughs> on MIT's dime. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, good, good own. Yeah. That, that's a, that was a, um, a lofty target you went after there. <laughs> <clears throat> you know we're doing a podcast. Pretty much going after the same target. I saw one guy making them who like, did his his initial wrap and left a little nub at the top. Oh, yeah. And then he got another big long bit and snaked up into like a like a snake, mm. like a sausage, mm. wrapped it around and then made this big like wiry kooky antenna thing coming out of the top of it. It's pretty cool. And I was like, That's, that actually now looks like an antenna. <laughs> that looks like it's going to be worse. The... Um I did see claims that it did block out some frequencies of things. It did right. actually help. Similar to a Faraday cage. Well, yeah, that's what it's sort of based on. If you like, you if you wrapped like a, something up in tinfoil or mm. aluminium or whatever, it will block out some radio frequencies. Yeah. I think the idea. So I think it'll stop RFID chips. Yeah. If you wrap your phone in tinfoil, right. you won't be able to do the old pay wave. Yeah. Or people won't be able to steal all your details. Right. I mean, if you wrap your phone in tinfoil, will you not be able to like connect to... Yeah, you can't... You won't be able to connect to anything, right? Yeah. I, I watched this video where they, they wrapped it in tinfoil and tried to call each other and it yeah. didn't work. Right. Yeah. So how would you know? Because you wouldn't be able to see your screen. 
Sorry, one person tried to call the other person who had it wrapped in tinfoil. Right. They went both wrapped in tinfoil. What if they had their phone on silent, forgot they'd put it on silent when they wrapped it? They, they did test it before. They're like, it's not working. <laughs> oh, I, put it on, I forgot it was on airplane mode. <laughs> it's on airplane mode. Um, but they were talking about RFID blocker, blocking wallets and phone cases. Right. Mm. So just in case you come past a, someone that's going to scan your, your credit card and get your deets. I got skimmed when I was overseas. Yeah? Did I tell you? I don't think so. Bloody skimmed. Oh, How no. do you know you were skimmed? Bank called me. Oh, what'd they say? They said, <laughs> they said, oh, have you been overseas recently? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm afraid I have to let you know that your card was skimmed in Bali. I'm like, I didn't go to Bali. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, someone in Dempazar tried to withdraw a whole heap of money <laughs> from your bank over and over and over again. And I'm like, oh, no. He goes, yeah, but, you know, they weren't able to. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to telling them that I actually had no money in the bank. <laughs> they could try and take 20 bucks out and they wouldn't have got shit. So, but yeah. They, they weren't able to because of our crack security team who yeah. knew exactly where you were and how much you had in your account. So I should have lined my wallet in tinfoil before I went overseas. Yeah. That, I wonder if that would get picked up by the detectives. Probably not. I don't know. Um... So I saw one guy and he started the video and he's was, he was playing Pong on his computer. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice computer setup. And he was playing Pong and he had what I thought was just like yeah, a sounds phone. Like a, sounds like a very powerful computer. Yeah. He had like a little phone headset and he started the video while well, he's still playing and he's rubbish at it. And I'm like, look at this guy. He's rubbish at Pong. Why is he just fucking playing it during his video? Yeah. And then it turns out as he he's explaining he wanted to test this tinfoil hat idea that he's playing Pong with his mind. Right. And he had like a little game controller thing for his uh, computer. And apparently this is technology that exists yeah. and people have it. Yeah. And this was in like 2010. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah. I got kind of got sidetracked and started looking up like mind control games and things. Yeah. Mm, Pong's probably about as advanced as it's got. Yeah. But still pretty neat. Yeah. But this guy was still getting owned at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. Like, so, even with the full power of his brain, terrible. Yeah. Mm. So then did he wrap his head in tinfoil and put the thing back on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, he kind of didn't really... He didn't try and play Pong with it. He just tried to do a bit about how much it was picking up his, like, mind. Right. Thing. So it wasn't it wasn't really funny and it wasn't informative, so... Yeah. Oh, well, cheers for sharing it with us. Well, I was sharing the fact that you seem to enjoy it, that people were controlling Pong with their minds. I do, I do enjoy that. Yeah, well... Enough with the sarcasm then, buddy. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, Michael Mencken? Yeah. So <laughs> when I was looking him up, um, I found his page on the Encyclopedia of American Loons. Oh, no. Which is a website. Yeah, right. I've come across it before, which has him listed in his, his credits. Yeah. Which is creating hats. Yeah. Hats that stop aliens being able to read your mind and control your brain. His website is stopalienabductions.com. Yeah. Plus it's sister site, which is aliensandchildren.com, which is pretty fucking cooked. Like you think, you you look at his main site and you go, oh, here's this guy making like hats lined with, you know, the stuff that when you buy like a video card for your computer, it's wrapped in like this plastic bag. Robo? Yes. Yeah, little like tin hard drive things. Yeah, the little plastic bags. So he lines hats with that stuff. And I think he has to, it's like it needs something like five layers of that inside a hat to become effective at blocking out aliens from being able to control your mind. Mm. Yeah, right. Five layers. I think oh, X amount of layers. I can't remember. There's a few. 
Yeah. There's a few that if I was like, hey, can you turn this into a hat with the size of my head, that many layers would make the hat probably unwearable. They love him down the NVIDIA store. Yeah. It's like always <laughs> buying GeForce cards and then just ditching them. Uh, but um, he, yeah, he, his theory is that if the aliens can't get inside your brain and read your mind or control you, they won't abduct you. Yeah. And it's also, you can wear it as a preemptive measure. Yeah. Or you can wear it as a, like, after you've been abducted, if you wear it, they won't be able to, like, pick up their chip. Yeah. And abduct you again. Because they, they love a sneaky re-abduction. Yeah. Ah, so you, you're hiding out from them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his um. He the, don't have any show left. We're cutting the stuff out. <laughs> I'm cutting that. Uh, his sister site to stop alien abductions dot com. The the children one. Yeah, aliensandchildren.com. Uh So he's got a theory. <sighs> he's got a theory and a well drawn out diagram flowchart of the link between uh, children being abducted by aliens and autism. And so he's got this thing where he goes around giving his hats to like autistic children and like, I don't know where he's finding all these autistic kids. Maybe he's going to like support groups or something. Yeah. The local vaccine clinic, just waiting outside. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's loading it, like he gets these parents and he convinces them to get their kids to wear these helmets. Here's like some story about like, I think a couple of kids that wore them. And got cured. Yeah, but these, they wore them for their entire childhood or something. Right. Right, but yeah, he's 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 claiming an autism cure, basically, for just blocking out, just blocking, just stop the aliens being able to get in there. But he's also he has worked out how autism happens. Yeah, and so it's. Do, are you familiar with the, the Peter Principle? Mm, no, this is a uh, something that listeners who uh, have worked in a corporate environment will be familiar with, even if they uh, are not familiar with the name. Mm. Uh, it's the principle that uh, you know people get promoted yes. in the corporate setting, and you know you do a good job and you get promoted. Mm-hmm. You go up up a level and you do a good job there, you get promoted up a level. Mm-hmm. You do a good job there, you get promoted up a level until you get to the point where you hit the ceiling. You're incompetent. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the Peter principle. Yeah, eventually people will be promoted beyond where they can uh, function effectively. And so his idea is that uh, aliens uh, have massively fallen victim to this. Hmm. They got way too cocky with their uh, DNA experiments on humans. They <laughs> they started thinking that uh, they were really hot shit when it came to splicing our DNA. Yeah, they've started mucking around in the gene pool, and next minute they've caused autism. Right, and now they're like. Constantly abducting people and mucking around, trying to fix it, but of course they've they're well beyond their abilities here. So they can't fix it. No, they just make it worse. They're just making more autism. What happens when they do work out how to fix it? They and can't. Then they, they're then incompetent. We're all hiding from them with our. No, they've left it up to us to take care of it. Ah, good thing he's around then. Yeah, with his hats. Yeah. What is one of these retail for? Did you look it up? I don't know if he actually sells them. I think he just gives them to people. Ah. Mm. Like, you write to him and say, oh, I think aliens are getting in my head. And they, he sends you hats. He's like the Dolly Parton, uh, who she gives away free books if you write to her. Uh, does my, she? My kid could, would like to learn to read or whatever. If, you, if your kid's autistic that wants to learn to read, you send off two letters. Yeah, right. 
One to Dolly, one to Michael. Don't get them mixed up. No. Be very confusing no. for Dolly. Is she giving out Dolly Parton themed? No, I don't think books? so. Just kids kids' books. Right. So if you just write to Dolly Parton and say, oh. I think you have to be an American citizen. Right. Or maybe even a Texas citizen. Well, Cheap it out on postage. So if you're, <laughs> if you're a Texan citizen, can you just write to Dolly Parton and be like, oh, damn, Miss Parton, me kids no good at the letters. Yep. Couldn't you just set up a business sending her letters and then reselling the books? You kid, but you'd be an awful person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not the one that created this loophole to be exploited. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably could. I'm sure they'd twig pretty quickly. Not if I change my handwriting all the time. Yeah. And your address. Right one letter right-handed, one letter left-handed. <laughs> you like the Zodiac Killer. People couldn't see the look. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I gave Cam a look then. Yeah. The accusatory look. Uh, so he's, his website claims that his hats block out alien... And all that kind of stuff with only one failure since 1998. Well, who was that? But it doesn't it doesn't actually specify the what happened. Why well, I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that one failure since 1998 means someone got abducted by aliens. Yeah. Holy and his hat shit. did nothing to stop it. Holy shit. That that's the that success rate is, rate is too high. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was like a prototype hat. Maybe he had, had one layer too little. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh shit, got little Johnny. Yeah. Oh well, better, better type that up for my website. Yeah, uh, that's a success rate that a random bloke driving around car parks would be jealous of. <laughs> now he, um, it says also that he is a retired Federal Aviation Administration technical writer. So, what he worked for a Trade Magazine for a short amount of time. Oh, he could have written like a manual for a plane or something. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's pretty. You need to be pretty cluey though, right? I assume so. Uh, you know, I can just be a writer, can't they? What I found really interesting was that a burn on yourself? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing with that. <laughs> uh, what I found really interesting about tinfoil hats is that, like, the tinfoil hat thing is relatively new, right? It's like Julian Huxley's little thing, mm, less than a hundred years. But the idea of like some sort of machine controlling your thoughts is not new at all. So, like, there's examples of people talking about. Uh, like things getting into their head mm. from like the 1700s. Right. But it's like it took them 200 years to be like, oh, we should do something about that. Well, well they're not just drilling holes into people's skulls to let the evil spirits out. <laughs> oh, that, there's, there's like stuff where people like talking about like some sort of uh, like mind loom or something. It's like because they didn't know what a machine was. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing they had was a loom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but tinfoil was only invented in like 1900, I think. Yeah. 1903, maybe. So so they didn't have... The technology. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean it's real then? No. Because wouldn't you just be like, if it was just like a... Couldn't they back in 1788 have been like, oh, you've got to wrap your head in wool to keep the, to keep the government out of your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think wool would help? It's not until they actually invented tinfoil that they're like, oh, this is an effective yeah. way to... Because like back in the 1920s, they weren't like, oh, yeah, well, it works on your mobile phone. It'll work on your brain. No, but it was back in the 1920s, it was I'm doing a work of fiction and I want to be as famous as my far more famous brother. Yeah, nice one, Julian. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, what are you doing? You're never going to be the most famous Huxley, are you? <laughs> My, one of my biggest fears is like losing my mind. 
Mm. I'm really worried that I'm going to now I've put all these ideas in my head that like, yeah, it does make sense that it wasn't until they invented tinfoil that they came up with an effective (laughs) measure. (laughs) Oh, something to look forward to. So, yeah, like, you know, when you had that fever, Mm. if you get some sort of long term illness, you're just going to be cooked. He's going to think all these things that you thought would be a fun hypothetical suddenly become very real to you. Oh, there's only one thing for it. I'm going to have to stay massively healthy by staring directly into the sun. Why, Cam, would you stare at the sun to become healthy? Why wouldn't you? You gotta get those. Gotta get that energy into you. Mm. You know, we're you know bio bio particles. Yeah, you gotta get the bio particles. I am running low on bio bio particles lately. Yeah. Can you tell me more? So we're talking about sun gazing, folks. Yeah, sun gazing. Why would you stare directly at the sun? Well, here's the thing: you shouldn't. <laughs> no, for starters, <laughs> let's just start with that. Don't do it. Yeah, I guess two things to take away from this podcast. Yeah, wear a tinfoil hat. If you're worried about being abducted by aliens, yep. don't fucking stare at the sun. Yeah, staring at the, this sun gazing thing is another one that like started up in the early 20th century, mm. uh, and it was followed by like a lot of people cooking their eyes. <laughs> uh, some some people cooked their eyes recently doing some sun gazing. In yeah, we talked about this during the eclipse. No, but it happened in Ireland as well recently, like a Catholic group. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, what, were they, what were they doing? They were hoping to see an apparition in the sun. Yeah, the Virgin Mary. They thought yeah. if they stared at the sun. Who told them that was going to be there? Uh, someone in the church? Some, yeah. some sort of group. Uh, some cooked vicar. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the group. I don't think I wrote them down. But they, like, basically five people lost 50% of their vision. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise. Speaking of Catholics, this is completely unrelated. I found out today, like, you know, the Sacred Heart? Yep. Uh, schools? Yep. I found out today there's also like the competitive, uh, like the competitors to the Sacred Heart schools are called Holy Name. So there's all these schools out there that are called like Holy Name Primary School. Right. And it sounds like they've just gotten so lazy with naming <laughs> the school. Yeah, we're just going to print Holy Name. So we just fill in the name part and the person's just writing it down. Yep, Holy Name. Got it. It's boringly, it turns out that uh, so like the Sacred Heart people are like, oh, we should worship Jesus's physical heart. And the holy name people are like, no, the the actual name of Jesus is holy. Let's worship the actual name. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. Maybe concentrate on what he was trying to say rather than or worshiping his freaking heart. You've got like, just see quietly be like, oh, we're worshiping the name, but still call yourself Sacred Heart because at least that sounds like you haven't just massively forgotten to name your school. <laughs> So anyway, sun gazing. Um, Who told them to look at the sun? Don't do that. So Hera Rayton Manick, yeah, uh, is yep. kind of the guy that, that started all, but he reckons it's all based in like HRM. Yep, HRM will call him. This is um, the Indian guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So he didn't start it though. No, but he, he he's kind of the one that's made it yeah. popularized, and he reckons since 1995 he's been living on water, occasionally tea, coffee, and buttermilk, and just. 
eating some sun. Sometimes they call it sun eating because you're just ingesting the goodness of the sun through your eyes. But he reckons it's based on like Native American and uh, Jainist and Greek and ancient Egyptian. People have all done this at different points. Yeah. Um, The sun's always been kind of worshipped, right, by various religions and stuff as being, you know, a source of power. Yes. Which it is, solar Mm. power. Photosynthesis. Yeah. So this is also the guy where they say, oh, NASA locked him up for... 100 days. 100 days and it proved it. It's like, well, I'll be honest, I didn't actually look up whether that happened. Did not. No, I didn't think so. (laughs) It was like, firstly, this is nothing to do with NASA. Yeah. like, wouldn't they? Why would NASA get involved? Well, I Unless guess it's because they're like, oh, maybe astronauts could use this in yeah, space. Yeah. yeah, it's like I don't think so. They NASA's bloody perfected space yeah. food. Yeah, and it, space pissing and shitting. Yeah, it's like they worked out how to do ice cream in space, right? Yeah, they're not going to muck around. And also, there's like so much uh, less protection from the sun in space. Yeah, because you don't have the all that atmosphere in the way. Imagine you're going up to space. You're not going to see your friends and family. You're not going to miss out on all the comforts of home. You're going to be floating around, banging th- into things. Oh, okay, for nutrition, do you want sweet space ice cream? Yeah. Or garbage staring at the sun? Yeah. Be blinded. So I can yeah. Look out the window. Yeah. Or take the sweet space ice cream. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about the premise of... Can we just talk about this guy for a second? Uh, did you see that there was a documentary that uh, he featured in called Eat the Sun? Right. Where they massively catch him having a huge, delicious restaurant meal. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, I guess on the NASA thing, I looked it up and there is nowhere to be found any such NASA claim other than cooked websites such Saying, as like spiritualliving.com. Yeah. And, you know, NASA confirms. NASA did not confirm. No. So what it actually is, is uh, during the sunrise and the sunset, mm-hmm. just pop outside, have a look at the sun. Yeah. Just stare directly at it. Ten seconds. First day, ten seconds. No more. Yeah, you're, you're missing one key element. What's that? You need to kick your shoes off. Yeah. All right. Get your feet in some dirt or some mud. All right. Um, you have to be planted like a tree. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to start with 10 seconds and then raise by 10 seconds every, every day. day up yeah. until 44 minutes. It seems to be for some reason that must be the setting time. Yeah. Um, nine months, is it? Nine, after nine months, you're at 44 minutes. Yeah. I think after nine months, you'd, if you did added 10 seconds every day, you'd be at more than 44 minutes. Well, that's I, a, I think you peak out at 44 and then you just stay for nine months. And then nine yeah. months, you're like and optimal powers. Yeah. Once you've done it for nine months, you can stop. Yeah. Because you're fully charged. Yeah. And I, I, I was reading, there was two things that I saw. One was that video with the chilled out, the chilled out dude. It was just like, yeah, sun gazing is my thing. And, oh, oh, yeah. And he was obviously at the beach somewhere and, Talking about he had a little bit of sand on his face, that guy. Yeah. He should have wiped that off. It was distracting. And he was like, oh, you know, he goes, and then after nine months, you, you don't really have to do it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. But then I saw another thing that was like, after nine months, then every day you just have to walk around with bare feet on the ground for 45 minutes. Yeah, okay. I was like, okay, that's that's fine, but that's a, a commitment. <laughs> if you were to say that's going to be the positive change I make in my life, kicking my shoes off, walking around on some grass for 45 minutes. It's not an unhealthy thing to be doing. Yeah, they do very heavily imply when they're trying to get you in. It's like, oh, you just need to look yeah. 10 seconds. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the entire commitment. So the idea is that you look directly into the sun. Yep. 
and the the energy waves uh, go into your bloodstream, and it's sort of like photosynthesis. Yeah, in mm. plants. Uh, I did notice that uh, the really chilled out guy that we watched talking about this, uh, he compared it to uh, like a uh, Stevo. Yeah, that's right. From Jackass. From Jackass. Yeah, okay. Uh, like the time he's put like tequila or lemon into his eye. Yeah. He's like, that's the fastest way to get things into your bloodstream, through the eye. Through the eye. It's like, yeah, the sun he goes through your eye into your bloodstream. It's the fastest way. Just like when Steve-O in Jackass did a shot of tequila into his eye. Or put some lemon. You couldn't remember exactly what it was. I don't think... That's a good way to approach science. Is if Steve O did it on Jackass. No. Steve O, who's famously come out and said, Oh man, I made, I so, made a lot of mistakes. I made so many mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And I reckon that's probably one if you were to say to him, Steve O, should I model my diet yeah. on you putting tequila in your eye? No. No. Hey, Steve O, will it prevent testicular cancer if I staple my ball sack to the inside <laughs> of my leg every day? Steve O would probably say no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There is um, there's a guy around uh, early last century who had a theory about eyesight and sun, ga- sun gazing became part of it where like he reckoned we're all straining our eyes too much and that was causing them to go out of shape. Right. Imagine like on a cartoon when they peer at something and their eyes go... Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he thought was happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zero scientific basis for this. No, so yeah. I mean, he just, Purely pe- cartoon science. People still believe in it though, but... Um, he was saying you're staring, doing a bit of sun gazing will help you relax your eyes and get used to... How is it relaxing your eyes? Well, get gets you used to it. So it's kind of like, I guess, doing weights. You're still in a hardcore yeah, right. sun but, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was all about the just just stopping your eyes getting out of shape. Which is interesting because my the thing I have my problem with my eyes is they are out of shape. Right. Maybe I need to get some sun gazing. Yeah, Yeah, or maybe not. Now, the whole point of the the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, look, only do it the first hour of sun in the morning or the last hour of sun in the night, they claim is because that's when – well, the the chilled out dude on the beach was like, that's when the UV rays are harmless. There's no no danger at sunrise or sunset of being damaged by UV rays. Mm. Absolutely, completely false. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just – not safe to stare at the sun at any at time. At any time. <laughs> and it's like uh, it's like the UV index is lower, but the amount of actual UV rays – oh, no, what is it? There's something's lower at sunrise and sunset, like just because it's darker, but the actual damaging, harmful UV rays <laughs> busting into your eyeballs are exactly the same. It's like when you get sunburnt when it's cloudy – it's not yeah. because the sun's not hitting. Like people say, oh, it's wind burn. It's like, no, it's still sunburn. <laughs> I like the. That guy was like, uh, you know, animals. Animals stare at the sun. It's like, no, they don't. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, the entire animal kingdom revolves around, like when the sun comes up, yeah. animals get up. It's like, yeah, that's because it's too bright for them to sleep. Yeah. The birds start singing. Yeah, because they've been woken up by the sun. Yeah. And it's like also, what about every nocturnal animal? Yeah. Or every like deep sea creature? Or also, we get up when the sun comes up. We don't have to stare at the sun to get up. No, we live no. in houses. No. When the sun comes up in the morning and it wakes me up, I actively try and block it out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also like uh, plants, you know, 
plants will like turn towards the sun. Yeah, that's because they have a whole thing going on. Yeah, where they're at, where they are actually getting energy. Yeah, from the sun. Animals when they wake up look for food. Yeah, because that's where they get their energy from. Plants look for the sun. So yeah, the the point of sun gazing is that you can stop eating. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you don't have to. Food's great, says this hippie guy. Yeah. Yep. I haven't because food's <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I found another guy. <clears throat> the title was called Sun Gaze and in brackets it had boy, as in B-O-I. Yep. Yeah, boy. Um, and he was out there in his, uh, no, no shoes because that's how you do it. Yep. Uh, and he said, you know what? I have dogs. They use the bathroom out here and I don't even care. Right. Sanitation is a secondary thought. Step around it still. <laughs> <laughs> Sanitation is a secondary thought when I'm speaking with divinity. Uh, so, yeah, he was okay. If you're standing in dog poop, it's fine. Yeah. Because you've got the sun just blasting in your face. Well, I mean, as long as part, like, as long as you're not stepping on, like, huge dog poops. No. They're losing, losing contact with the ground completely. Yeah, as long as, as long as they're still earthed somewhat, yeah. it should be fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean,. Towards it me, yeah. and I went, okay, I'm going to go sun gaze. And I went, step, squelch. Yeah. I would probably move over a yeah. step. I wouldn't stay in it. Find the nearest tap, quick rinse. Yeah. Or just, just give my foot a scrape on the grass, you know. Oh, if it's between the toes, you want to give it a rinse. Eh, just scrape your toes between the grass. I'm only going to be here for 40 seconds. I'm only on day four. Then I can give it a quick rinse. Um, before you go inside, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this guy also had a... Uh, a video with Adventure Time. Some sort of Adventure Time was doing something that was, I don't know, metaphysical that he was unhappy about. And he also said on another video that people tell him he's aggressive. Um, but he just says he's not. He just gets angry when people don't agree with him. Yep. Yep. Oh, he sounds like an absolute charmer. Yeah. So I, if you encounter this guy, um, someone commented in the comments that he looks like Kimbo Slice, the famous <laughs> um, backyard fighter. They're like, yep. they're like, Kimbo Slice, you're really going downhill these days. <laughs> Kimbo Slicer is dead now. Yeah, so <laughs> someone say he's improved. This is our new conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, in the comments, though, someone said that they sun gazed for two weeks and stopped because it feel like they felt like it gives them too much power. LOL, that's their word. All right. LOL. I had a dream about something and it happened the next day. I saw people saying on in videos like I sun gazed. For like some certain amount of time, and I felt so powerful. So I'd have like these yellow spots over my eyes all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's a great power you've got there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the, the with the chilled out guy, uh, I thought it was interesting. He's when he said uh, when he started sun gazing, he f- it felt very familiar, mm. and like the conclusion he drew was that uh, in his previous lives he'd done this as well. Okay. So it's like he's always been fairly woke yeah. throughout his past lives. But also uh, the main video uh, when you go to his channel is uh, the soul, his soul contract revocation mm-hmm. where he revokes all contracts that his soul has made throughout past lives. So he massively doesn't trust his past selves yeah. to not have made any like multi-soul, like multi-life contracts on his behalf. I feel like that's something I want to get in on. But if, he's, if he's, my previous souls have made multi-soul contracts, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to be brought down by that. Well, some of them, he, some of them on that video is him doing it with people. So he's on the phone with someone, and he says like wedding vows. He says a line, and they repeat it back. So he's like guiding them through, yeah, doing their soul contract re- revokes. Imagine bloody Robbo and the 
15th century, yeah. devil comes along, you know, give you some devil, gold. I offer you and Robbo's just like, deal! <laughs> Make sure it's for all my souls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, 100% Robbo, you should do this. Okay. Right? <laughs> Why? Like, oh, I should get rid of the contract. Yeah. Like, do you trust yourself in this life to not make any uh, multi-life contract? No. Signing? I just got an email then. I'm like, man, I hope that's a multi-soul contract deal. <laughs> it's not. But it's like, if you're like... Staring directly into the sun, you're like, man, this feels so familiar. Like, I've always been this woke. Yeah. Wouldn't you, like, have a little bit of faith in yourself? But at no point were you like, oh, just uh, sell my whole soul off. I have, I have a question about the people he's talking to on the phone. Yeah. Is he doing this as a business? I'm not sure. Yeah. And if he's not, could we do it as a business? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Seems really easy. Yeah. Uh, another comment on a YouTube video. Because that's where, you know, the good information about sun gazing is. Mm. Uh, this person said that the Japanese forced POWs to stare at the sun every day for months. And those guys who came home say their vision is fine, even in their late 70s. Right. I stare at the sun now and then, and I've noticed some minor improvement in my vision. Whether the Indian sun gazer ate food or not, he's not blind. True. Mm. So, checkmate. It's probably not great for your eyes, though. No. I I like some... Something used as a torture technique. Mm. It's like, yeah, see, didn't hurt them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was torture. <clears throat> My Don't question would be, why did it? Why couldn't all of those POWs just have broken out then, <laughs> if they were being massively charged up? Yeah, yeah. How powerful are we? Super soldiers. Yeah. See, I think there might be. I don't know how. The, like these guys are obviously doing some damage to their eyes. Yeah, I feel like. There might be because I was looking on. The, I was trying to find out: is there actually a safe time mm. to look at the sun? Mm. And everyone says no, there's not. Mm. Yeah. Except maybe, 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 maybe for like just the bit where the actual sun is below the horizon, but you can sort of still see it, mm. right? Where it's just like the reflection of it or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe that's okay to have a little look at. Is it the, maybe? Is and it, I would not recommend doing it. Is it the kind of thing that's like when you see laundry instructions on your on your clothes mm. and like you could probably tumble dry most things, but just don't take the risk. Mm. You could probably do it at that little window that they think, but let's just say don't do it at all because if you are doing it, you're going to cut in up blind when you just like uh, eat some fucking food, eat some vegetables. Yeah. For your power. Just saying, I tumble dry everything. See? Look at this guy. He's a maniac. Yeah. Everything. You're the sun gazer of the washing. I'm pretty sure everything right? I own says do not tumble dry. Yeah. Tumble dry at all. Yeah. So if you were ever to take it back to your, you know, the clothing manufacturer and mm-hmm. like, did you tumble dry it? Ooh, I did. No, you wouldn't get a refund. Yeah. But a defect. None of my stuff got fucked up in the tumble dryer, so. Coming out as a pro sun gazer? Is this what's happening? No, uh, don't Sarah, don't look at the sun. <laughs> don't even do it at that time. Cam reckons it's safe. I don't reckon it's safe. That's just like, <laughs> that was like the caveat that people talking, like they're like, maybe, maybe when the sun, when you're not actually looking at the sun, it's safe mm. to look at the sun. Maybe. Like uh, in some way, looking at the moon is probably bad. Because isn't that reflected like sunlight? I think it's fine to look at the moon. I don't know. Wouldn't take the risk. People look at the moon all the time. I feel like Salty's trying to <laughs> stop us from looking up. Yeah. What are you trying to hide? Nothing. Tumble dry your clothes. Don't look up. Yeah. Uh, I saw with uh, with our chilled out sun gazing boat, if you look up 
sun gazing on YouTube. This is like the number one result, mm. his videos. Don't look at his other videos because there's a wealth of other episodes for us there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so don't spoil it for yourself. Oh, I was just scrolling through it today. I was like, save your sperm. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, what are you doing? Busting your seed everywhere. Yeah. Where's all your, your sperm power? I was like, oh, that's an episode. <laughs> one of the related, like watching his sun gazing video, one of the related video suggestion links that come up midway through was like, Urine therapy. Right. Drinking your own piss and the benefits of. Someone told me once that um, if you took a LSD, mm. um, you could basically pee it out. If you didn't pee for your whole trip, yeah. so your body processed it and then peed and then like drank it like the next day, yeah. you would be able to take that trip again and theoretically you could just recycle the LSD. Because all it does is like tells your brain something. It doesn't actually change the chemicals. Is LSD that expensive? Uh, you're looking about maybe 40 bucks for some good stuff, I guess, depending on where you're getting it from. I've heard. So is that necessary? Um, it's a pretty fun experiment. Now, if you... If you were like thinking, how can I make my LSD experience weirder? <laughs> hey, everyone, don't pee this whole time. <laughs> if you slurp your piss up afterwards, yeah. do you trip again or do you have the same trip? Uh, you trip again and theoretically it will be the same trip because it will be doing the same things to your mind. But obviously, you know, you might be sitting in a different chair, so things will be slightly different. Or in a different room. I don't know where you're drinking your own pee. I feel like this theory is putting a lot of uh, faith in the power of LSD. If you look at this guy's videos, though, uh, he actually put out a video just a few days ago. Yeah, like literally three days ago. Like his, his videos... On sun gazing, on the top results on YouTube. Yeah, but they're like a few years old. It's sort of weird. You can sort of like there's a few months between them, and you sort of think that like he's gonna change between them. And he talks about how like when you start doing it, like you start evolving as a person or whatever. Mm. It's like there's no difference between. <laughs> <laughs> so is he still sun gazing or is he doing other things? Well, he put out this video a few days ago. It's called like "Do I Still Sun Gaze?" And he's like. Seems so dismissive of sun gazing at the start of the video. Yeah. And the, he's like, you know, people ask me like, because I, I guess my uh, my videos on sun gazing are like the top things when you search for yeah, sun gazing. they went kind of viral. Yeah. And it's like, that's a funny thing to sort of be famous for, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that, that thing. Sun gazing thing or whatever. Yeah, he's so he's so dismissive of it. He's like, you know, sun gazing or whatever. <laughs> and like in that or whatever, in that or whatever, there's like so much like hidden, mm. like just beneath the surface where you're like, wow, you've really gone off sun gazing. And then he's like, yeah, I still do it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he, out for he got himself totally fully charged and now he just needs to top up now and then. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's like, why are you so dismissive of yeah. the whole thing? I like I like the idea that he just sneaks out for a sneaky sun gaze for old time's sake. Yeah. yeah. I'll just pop out for a little bit. His girlfriend's like, don't. Go blind. Stop doing that. Oh, well. Yeah. Anything to add on sun gazing? Don't do it. No, don't do it. Don't, don't, do it. don't stare at the sun. Tinfoil hats? Unless you're Donald Trump, definitely stare at the sun. Yeah. The only thing I have to add on sun gazing is that this guy like tries to like put on this whole mystical huh. sort of act where he's like, and he's so serene. Yeah. Uh, except occasionally when he mentions jackass. <laughs> but, 
But there was one bit in one of his videos where he like talks about <laughs> eating a papaya. <laughs> and he like makes a slurping noise. He's like, oh, come on, guys. I'm talking about papaya, not pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so creeped out by this guy. It's like out of nowhere. Yeah. He's so chilled and like. Well, tinfoil hats. Anything on them? Definitely make one. Yep. Anyone, any of our listeners should, if they want to, make themselves a tinfoil hat, send us a photo. Best tinfoil hat? Best tinfoil hat wins a prize. Uh, any other business? Oh. Uh, yes, there is. What's the other business? Uh, Las Vegas. Oh, what happened with that? Well, okay. What didn't happen with it? Uh, Stephen Paddock's brother got arrested on child porn charges, which has set the- Oh, uh, uh, Pizzagate? The Pizzagate people off. Yep. Uh, even though he was like already being investigated before any of this happened, yeah, and it's like, wow, I wonder if like they had maybe uh, something happened in his upbringing as well. Yes, like his dad was also on the FBI most wanted list. I'm sure he didn't have a great life leading up to this. That has like sent him on a bit of a cooked path. Mm. Uh, it was weird though. Like they um apparently they had completely lost track of him. His brother. Now it wasn't. I don't think it was his brother that. Has been on the news. No, other brother. It was his other brother. So I think this guy, the other brother, we haven't heard much from. I don't think Stephen had anything to do with him. Right. Well, because the part, I think they only found him because of this. Because the he was already under investigation, but they didn't have any idea where he was, and they found him in like some care home. Uh, but also, re Stephen Paddock. Uh, after we recorded our Vegas episode. Mm. Uh, I saw some more stuff coming out. So part of the reason that uh, there's so much conspiracy around this is because it seems like a very motiveless crime or like the motive seems unknowable. Mm. Uh, It's like this guy has everything going for him and then he turns around and does this. So uh, do you know Greg Palast, the investigative journalist? Yeah, rings a bell. He's a slightly cooked investigative journalist, but he's all right. He wears a hat. Okay. That guy. Yeah. Lined in. But uh, he wrote an article. I think he also, he's either on like RT or the Young Turks or something. Uh, But he went to school with Stephen Paddock. Oh, yep. And he wrote this whole thing about how rather than him having had this amazing life and, you know, living large in Las Vegas as a professional gambler, uh, he sort of painted the story of how they both went to school in like the shitty school in the shitty part of town where it wasn't really very well funded because it was just assumed that everyone from that area was not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Paddock was like a bit of a math whiz mm. and he ended up working at Lockheed Martin as we discussed. But then in the 80s, Reaganomics, everyone gets laid off. Paddock gets his payout. Pre-Gulf War. No boom time there for bloody war. Yeah. But uh, he gets his payout and he goes and invests in real estate, mm-hmm. which we knew about because mm-hmm. uh, we'd heard all about how he was a real estate baron, mm-hmm. how he, uh, he, he had two houses. Ugh. Actually, his two houses were just apartments in the slum, like apartment blocks that he owned, yep. which were not like on the strip. <laughs> they were like in the shitty part of the shitty towns on the, like, shitty outskirts of Las Vegas. Yeah. So he owned, like, these... He bought these shitty apartment blocks with his payout money and he'd sort of 
he was not exactly a real estate baron. Right. <laughs> and he was living in the shitty slum blocks that he owned. And just addicted to pokies. Yeah, so his professional gambling was like playing pokies 13 hours a day. Right. I could see someone like going in to play the pokies 13 hours a day is basically like going in, pull a lever in a factory 13 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, and pokies are like... So you don't come home with any money. They are, man, they're a highway to cook in your brain. Yeah. They are just, just oh, awful. To- so imagine, yeah, imagine doing that for 13 hours a day. Yeah. And it's like... There's no excuse, but you can see how someone could become completely alienated. There was, you can see how someone could like lose their mind. Yeah. So there was the Allen show, which I think we mentioned on the, the yeah. thing. Um, so that was Jesus Campos. Yeah. So allegedly there is a Allen video poker machine, Allen themed. Right. The owner of the Allen show or whatever is also an investor in MGM casinos. Right. So it's all tied in with Allen. <laughs> Ellen Gate. Ellen Gate. <laughs> I did see uh, this was the weirdest thing. So on the Ellen show, they gave Jesus Campos like uh, season tickets to see some football team. Mm. Is it like the Raiders or someone who are coming? Like they're moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, I think they're moving to Las Vegas in 2020, but maybe if they can get out of their current contracts, it'll be like 2019. Mm. And there's stuff like. Why would they give him season tickets to this? It's like, even if, like, there's some sort of suggestion that, like, this is not a real football thing that's happening. Right. Right. But it's like, even if that, even if there's not a real football thing happening, like, what's the conspiracy here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, NFL, maybe. Because, like, currently the the conspiracy-led right are pushing that the NFL's failing um, and that's why the whole take a knee thing and there's a big conspiracy. Wait, do they think take a knee is to like sell tickets or something? Uh, kind of to protest Trump and Trump saying, yeah, cause you're, you're failing and, what? um, yeah, it's not a, not a good right, look. I'm not going to ask you to defend this. <laughs> um, and that, that all stems from Trump not buying a, not being able to buy a team. Right. Years ago. Um, and so he's coming out really hard and saying <laughs> NFL's failing and then Alex Jones and, and other people are parroting. Fake news media's failing, NFL's failing, it's all falling apart. Yeah. The globalists, they're losing. Oh, I do have a correction actually about Vegas as well. Mm. So in the Vegas episode, I think I said that uh, Ann Coulter had said it was an inside job. Yeah. Mm. I realised afterwards that was like 100% off like a fake news site. Right. Right. <laughs> It was like yournewswire.com or something. Yeah, right. What Alan, what Ann Coulter actually said was uh, she proposed like this, uh, like the the gun deal theory mm. where he was doing a gun deal with ISIS mm. and then uh, they turned on him and then they sh- shot the crowd to like cover it up. Yeah, right. She's the one that I think came up with that. Right. And she proposed it in an article on Breitbart as being like, this is what a- yeah, I'm not saying this is what happened, but this is what would happen if this was a movie, which is such a weird... It's not a good movie. No. Well, it's such a weird thing to hang it on. Yeah. To be like, oh, I'm not saying this, but here's what might have happened. Yeah. But also, that would be a bad movie. No one would allow that movie to be made. No. Yeah, but like, what's the point of this movie that I'm just I'm watching? Because the first note you'd get back from the studio is why did they have to shoot... Why are they covering up one murder by... Shooting all of these people. Drawing more yeah. attention to themselves. Yeah. yeah. Why not just silently leave the one dead body in the hotel room to be found later? Yeah. And it's a movie. You can use a silencer. Yeah. And then like cool music plays as ISIS escapes. Yeah. Are ISIS the good guy in this movie? I'm not sure. 
Pretty sure. Well, they're not the ones bloody selling Yun's devices, are they? No. Uh, so, yeah. It seems just <laughs> regular old customers. Yeah. So, there, there's my correction. Right. Good correction. Um, anything else? I think that's been the main thing mm. consuming everyone at the moment. Yeah. Oh, there's the rest happening tomorrow in the as we record this. Mm. As our listeners are listening, they'll already know more than we know. Yeah. Um, the first arrests in the Russia probe about to be made. All right. Tomorrow morning. Who's getting arrested? Uh, Manafort. Everyone's saying Manafort. Do you feel very validated at the moment, Robert? A little bit. Is this... Oh, we've got still got a long way to go. Probing for Russia from the election. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. So the special investigation. Um, Alex Jones reckon there's three people... Three people being arrested and Manafort's one of them. Yeah. Does he think Hillary Clinton's another one? No, no. He, Hillary Clinton should be. Yeah. Because, you know, globalists. So this is the other thing that has actually been going on. So it's mainly been Vegas. Mm. And also I th- sort of when we did our Vegas episode, but I feel like a bit more since. It's very mainstream. It's on Fox. Uh, like all of these sort of not create completely – <clears throat> crazy right-wing figures are like questioning the narrative and it's very weird because they're all like i completely respect our law enforcement mm. officers they're heroes but something doesn't add up about their story uh. so someone did a um uh, some research or a, a quick poll of what fox news are pushing uh and basically not talking about the russia investigation or the the big news and then talking about Hillary and Las Vegas. Yeah. So they're talking about that because they're trying to ignore the actual news yeah. that's happening. So, yeah, that Las Vegas thing has been huge. Uh, but the other thing that's been consuming the right-wing media in the US and, like, those conspiracy circles is the other Russia controversy, which is about uh, Hillary Clinton trying to sell uranium to the Russians. Yeah. Which has been a thing for a while. Yeah, we've known about that for ages. Um, there's some sort of email that allegedly came out that got, I don't know, made her look more guilty. But really all that's happened is she was Secretary of State when there was a company, 20% of a Canadian company was sold mm. to Russia. And it happened within, like, they were based in America, their mines were in America. And there was nine, there was like a, panel of nine people that had to sign off on it. I don't think she was even on that panel. Yeah. Um, and then one, someone on that panel or someone loosely connected donated to the Hillary or the Clinton Foundation like two years before or two years after. So they're tying that in. Like that's the same deal that um, Donald Trump said that Hillary Clinton sold all of our uranium to Russia. And you know what that's used for. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear weapons and other things, bad things. But in reality, they can't take the uranium outside of the US. Yeah. Um, it's garbage uranium. So they're making bomb. the Russians are making bombs in the I United States. I think that's what the theory is. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and like they have way more, way much more uranium stocks. Like they've just bought some of a company. Someone's yeah. invested in some company. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're definitely playing that up to be like, can't believe Hillary did that. Sold uranium. I mean, the fact that Donald Trump's come out and said she sold 20% of our uranium to Russia. Yeah. It's literally literally fake news. It's yeah. just a big lie. Mm. He said it and it's been published, you know, he said it in a speech for crying out loud. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did talk about some of this with uh, Dr. Jason Wilson mm. uh, 
on Twitter at Jason underscore A underscore W. On the Sewer Show on 3CR. Mm. Uh, there should be a podcast of that up by the time this is up. If you go to 3cr.org.au slash S-U-W-A, you'll be able to download oh, that podcast. Oh, as in Murphy Sewer, the fast bowler. Yeah, or as in Squatters and Unwaged Workers Airwaves. Ah. So, Robbo, if people want to find us, where can they do so? You can check us out at hypotheticalinstitute.com. You can find us in your favourite podcasting apps. If you're listening to us in your not favourite podcasting app, switch to your favourite one. Yeah. Ra- on, uh, rate us on iTunes. Yep. We're on Facebook. Yep. And we're on Twitter at Hypothepod. Feel free to chuck us a sneaky RT or mm-hmm. share. Yep. I'm spamming those Buddy Alex Jones videos, so you've got to RT one of those. We'd love you to share us with your friends. I saw somebody shared uh, a post there like, please ignore this. This is just for my future reference. It's like, hang on a second. Don't tell them to ignore this. <laughs> yeah. This is for my future reference, but you should also look at it. Yeah. would be a better, way, better thing to say. Where can I find you? This is all out of order. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sexenheimer. On Facebook and iTunes, I am at Gather Around Me. It's my other podcast. Me or you, Robbo? You can go. Okay. At Saltmarsh on Twitter. Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. And you can get me at Ale of a Time and Ale of a Time dot com on the internet. Yeah. Cool. I just want to reiterate if Alison has want to send us some photos of them wearing their fanciest tinfoil hats, yep. we'll put together some sort of cool prize pack. Yeah, I like it. That's a prize the pack. Yeah, come yeah. on. They're gonna give him one thing. That's bullshit. <laughs> You're gonna put together a pack. I was just gonna like, let's just send them like all your toe hider albums. Yeah, well, a couple of those. Yeah. Robbo, you know. i got lots of beer swag lying around here. got a cool keyring you were trying to flog off to us. Yeah. Include that in there. I will. Yeah. This prize pack is just going to be like a toe hider album and like all of this discarded beer merch. Yeah. <laughs> beer stickers that I we'll get. we put together a, a cool little pack. It's yeah. like, like a loot crate, but a loon crate. <laughs> <laughs>